Welcome to the sound of the start of the New Year's Day and 2nd of January fixtures in the EFL. This is the NTT20 pod betting show. Uh, this show is sponsored by Betfair and it's very strictly for over 18s only. Uh, this is going to be George Ellick and myself, Ali Maxwell, making betting picks ahead of the full slate of EFL action spread across two days. And as such, uh, it's for over 18s only. And we'll be talking about gambling, which comes with significant risks. So please make sure you're aware of them. Head to begamblerware.org if you need to brush up on the risks that come with gambling. George, how are you doing? Happy New Year's Eve to you, Ali Maxwell. And also to you. On another day, on another pod, we'd probably do two to three minutes on New Year's resolutions. Chit-chat. Sure. Just light-hearted, friendly, warm ourselves up warm the hearts perhaps of the listener or just bore them to tears we're not going to do that i'm a bit hungover we've both got places to be today <laughs> so let's make some picks ahead of the efl weekend after recapping last week uh, it wasn't a great week in the sense that we both lost our naps which is always quite no painful. You, you went back to the well backing rotherham's opponents over 1.5 goals and that got you a very nice five to four winner with stoke but QPR and Northampton both let you down. Well, Northampton let the uh, the syndicates down. <laughs> um, Sheffield mm. United, you laid, uh, who beat Coventry. And Ellis Harrison did not score any time. As for me, my Bristol Rovers, Nap, DMB, they went ahead after four minutes and conspired to lose, which is upsetting. Burton did indeed beat Lincoln at five to four. Uh, and the Christmas Trixie. Well, one of the doubles was a winner at 48 to one. Sam Hughes scored and Will Collar <laughs> scored. That made me and a few other people uh, very, very happy indeed. A 48 to 1 winner there because it was 0.25 points on the doubles and the treble. It means that the points tally for that was 11.38. So I was 8.63 up for the week. Very pleasing and just closing you down a little bit after the, the hot start to the season that you had. Let's see how we go. The first EFL picks of 2023 starts with George's nap. We're pretty League Two focused in this in this pod, but I'm back in Tranmere to beat Crew at thirteen to ten, um, and you know I, I was caught with my trousers down when um, not literally uh, when uh, tipping up Tranmere a couple of weeks ago, um, but their form does seem to have, have taken a turn, both in terms of of the the three nil home win against Doncaster and then going to. Um, Barrow and Barrow don't lose many games at home, but they were able to to win that one two one as well. Uh, it does feel like after a terrible run, um, things are starting to turn around. And the trammer under Mickey Mellon this season, especially, seems to be incredibly streaky. Where uh, it is a an, a an absolutely abysmal run is followed by a winning streak, followed by another abysmal run. So maybe we're about to see the start of a winning streak. Uh, but this isn't really too much about Tramir. It's more to do with Crew and. Um, fearful for crew you know they've got 25 points so far this season currently sitting in 17th so they may have enough in terms of points on the board to keep them um you know to keep their head above water so long as teams like Gillingham um can continue to be pretty poor but i i am a bit concerned that well for for them that we're seeing signs of life from Rochdale Hartlepool um you know Colchester to an extent and um, they are currently a sitting duck because it's a, it's kind of hard to see where the next points are going to come from. Um, they've lost their last four games. They lost to uh, Carlisle in midweek. Carlisle absolutely battered them. Um, and you know, crew were at home in that one. They of course had the Stockport game, but they didn't even have a shot. 
they aren't really turning up in games at the moment. They are, as I say, a sitting duck there to be taken, there to be beaten. Arguably the worst team in the league as it stands right now. And so to be getting odds against about a team who are at their worst in the mid-table side, I think is 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 good value. I think there were a couple of results away from Crew being priced up accordingly as the worst team in the league. I'm not sure we're quite there yet. So 13 to 10 is my nap about them. While I'm following you in with Gusto, that's my next best. Tramir at 2.3, just impossible to ignore after the last few performances of Crew Alex and their general trajectory over the last, well, you could set it at weeks, you could set it at months, you could set it at two years probably, and you'd see a, a downwards trajectory. Um, and it's pretty tough to watch. But as you say, currently playing like the worst team in the league, and it's a league with a lot of very, very bad teams in it. Um, losing to Stockport and Carlisle is no crime in and of itself, but the manner of the defeats super concerning um, offered the centre-back will be missing here through suspension having been sent off a couple of nights ago which is not ideal they're already pretty light at the back uh, and as for Tranmere yeah co-sign Dakers Cogley in brilliant form at right back Hemmings with two and two up front I'd quite fancy him to score um, they don't give up many chances as well so Tranmere not my next best uh, following in them as your nap and my nap is Plymouth Argyle to beat MK Dons at 1.8 with the Betfair Sportsbook. This is an Argyle team who have won 11 of their 12 league games at Home Park this season, uh, losing one. They are top of the league. They are playing a team in the relegation zone. And I think it's fair to say that normally the team top of the league with such an impressive points tally at this stage of the season, over halfway through now, playing at home where they've won 11 of 12 to a team in the relegation zone, I... I think it's very rare to get 1.8 about a team in those circumstances. Now, we know the reason that this isn't like 1.4, like it would be if Ipswich or Sheffield Wednesday were playing. It's because Argyle's underlying numbers aren't as good as their incredible points return would suggest. They're not as good as Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesdays, particularly defensively, where they do just give up quite a lot of shots. I'm not hugely concerned about that, even though I'm acknowledging it. Due to their opposition, MK Dons, who have changed their manager, we've had two games to look at in quick succession, a 1-0 win in Mark Jackson's first game against Forest Green in a very even game. It'd be pretty wrong, I think, to suggest that they dominated. You could maybe argue that they shaded it. Realistically, it was probably a 0-0 or a 1-1 game. They scored a goal from range. Forest Green didn't score 1-0 win. They certainly didn't dominate and suddenly looked like an incredible team. And then the other night, comfortably beaten at posh without laying so much as a glove on them, really. In terms of style, I just think they're so unlikely to pass Argyle off the park, MK Dons, because Argyle, you know, they're not as extreme in their possession play, but they're so much more confident, so much more efficient and very good on the ball as well. I'm just not really sure what avenues MK Dons have here realistically to consistently hurt Argyle in this game. They're quite a physically weak team, which I'm sure they'll try and address in January, but I just think Argyle snapping all around them um, could, can overwhelm them. I think from set pieces, there's a pretty good chance that Scar will make it two and two. Um, and up front, you've got Grig at the moment, um, plowing a lone furrow, you know, if they're going to be trying to hit Argyle with quick transitions, 
he's probably not the one that's that's ideally suited to that. Louis Barry, you'd think on paper, could be quite good at that, but is, is looking like he's lacking quite a lot of confidence as well at the moment. Uh, Whittaker, Hardy, Ennis, Cog- Cosgrove, all in decent nick in front of goal. Uh, and I think even going in with my eyes open that Argyle's underlying numbers aren't amazing. I still think they are so superior to this MK Dons team. So confident uh, for me that the price of 1.8 with the Betfair Sportsbook is a is a don't look a gift horse in the mouth kind of price. So there we go. Argyle, my nap. Tramir, my next best. What's yours? My next best is Stockport County um, to go to Grimsby and win at, at even money. With Grimsby, their home formal season has been really poor, uh, which is kind of surprising. And as of late, it's got no better. Uh, we saw them lose 4-1 against Salford, the second game in, in two seasons where Salford have gone to Grimsby and come away scoring four goals, a 4-0 win last season, a 4-1 win this season, 4-1 at half-time. In the game before that, they beat Tranmere, which looked, um, you know, that was the game that I put Tranmere up in. Uh, and it looked like it might be a turnaround of form. Um, they weren't necessarily as bad, I don't think, as as, as the scoreline suggests against Salford. You know, Salford scored four goals from about one expected goal. Just some clinical finishing from Matt Smith being the the, the key there, um, but this is mainly about Stockport, who are getting to that stage basically where I think taking out Orient and and Stevenage, I'd probably back them at even money to win any game in League Two, home or away. Right now, um, they are just operating at basically a different level to every other side in the division, and I probably include. Well, I, I probably do include Orient and, and Stevenage in that right now. Mm. Um, they are just controlling games with absolute ease. Um, they are so well drilled. They have so many different ways of hurting you. You know, your boy Collar from midfield is, is clearly the the informed man um, uh, in front of from midfield at the moment. <laughs> but exactly. But then you've got, you know, um, I, I was looking earlier because I think finding um, value in terms of their goal scorers at the moment is probably quite a good way to go because you can rest assured they're going to have lots of chances in games, but it's very hard to pin your finger. It's a bit like Burnley, where where to choose, who to choose, because they are such a multi-pronged attack. Um, Miles Hippolyte seems to be the one in my mind who is constantly overpriced given the amount the, the areas that he gets into. Um, but Paddy Madden, of course, leading the line as well. Um, they're, they're just, they're, they're, I think they're probably operating at kind of a mid-table um, League One level at the moment and it's only a, a really poor start to the season some teething problems back in um, the EFL that has prevented them from being in that title race with the top two and you can be absolutely sure that if Orient and Stevenage do start to flail then Stockport will be there to pick up the pieces even though they are miles behind them right now because I think we're going to see them pick up points at a, at a ridiculous rate from here to the end of the season um, and we aren't far away from despite you know if you look at the league table uh, now they are still, which is mad to think because it feels like they're winning every game. They're still down in tenth. They are currently uh, nineteen points off uh, Leighton Orient with a with a game in hand. Um, but we're not far away. You know, they're, they're nine points off Northampton. I don't think it's going to be long until they they are um, the third fate. Well, that th- they are basically favourites ahead of Northampton to get that that third promotion. Um, so yeah, three, I, three I, to you know, one. It's not particularly. George, three to one uh, on the Betfair Sportsbook Stockport top three finish. Do you think that's good value, about right, or too skinny because they were so highly rated preseason that we're basically never going to get any juice from from kind of yeah that kind of bold ish stance? No, I think it's fair. I think I, I think it's fair. I, th- I think if you back them at three to one now, they, they're going to go shorter than that. Um, so I mean, Hard to it's difficult because I was I, I was here last week saying that Northampton probably a better as well. I think if you keep those two, you're probably going to get the winner in there between the two of them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think they are 
just massively worth siding with in pretty much every game. And there's enough doubts around Grimsby and their home form to, to make this one where I'm pretty happy to get involved. So yeah, even money stop is my, my next best. It's still bet 10, get two with the Betfair Sportsbook. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you get a £2 free bet. There are terms and conditions for this. You can find them in the description of this podcast. Bet 10, get two with the Betfair Sportsbook. Heading over to its twin, the Betfair Exchange, to put up a lay. I've laid Sheffield Wednesday at 1.4 at home to Cambridge. Not a lot stood out to me here. This is, I mean, it's so short, isn't it? 1.4. They are a strong team, Sheffield Wednesday, motoring, I still believe, to a likely top two finish. But they haven't been looking that great recently. It's been noted a few times. They drew three games in a row. It's back-to-back wins in the last couple of nights. It didn't sound like they were hugely handy against uh, Vale uh, the other night. A 2-0 win, a, a penalty that was you know quite generous, one of those sort of handballs where it doesn't really feel like the punishment fits the crime, but Michael Smith stuck them ahead and then and then doubled their lead. It's great news for, for Wednesday to get Michael Smith scoring. Of course, he's the sort of striker that I think adds a lot of value to a team, even if he doesn't score. Um, but he is in form. I'm sure they'll have most of the ball in this game. I'm confident that they'll look to exert dominance over Cambridge. But there's kind of two things I'm playing on here. One of them is added to Wednesday, just looking, my stuttering's the wrong word. They're still picking up a lot of points, but just not looking and feeling that good. And the sense that if you do that in every game, at some point you're going to come unstuck and fail to win or even lose. Add to that the fact that Bannon came off injured against Vale, um, came off after 20 minutes, was it a, a muscular injury? I wouldn't expect him to be risked here, um, you know, in such a short turnaround. So I expect Bannon to be out and he's maybe the most valuable player to any team in the league. He's just so good. He makes their attack tick. He unlocks defences on another level to anyone else that they have, anyone else in the league probably. And the two games that he's missed this season, well, they haven't scored in either of them. They lost 2-0 to Peterborough. They drew 0-0 with Oxford when Bannon didn't play. I'm expecting them to be playing at a lower level offensively without Bannon in the team. And then there's this sort of sense of Cambridge and Mark Bonner being quite good in cup competitions and quite good in in these sorts of games. I don't know if this is necessarily backed up by the stats, but I've got that performance against Wigan towards the end of last season live on Sky in my head. I've got the cup run and beating uh, Newcastle United in my head. You know, I just feel like this is the sort of thing that Bonner and Cambridge have done fairly well. Now, there's evidence that Bonner's grip on things has loosened. He's having less of an impact as he did in the, in the first two seasons. But at 1.4, I think it's short enough that we can have one more dance and, and kind of hope that they can um, summon the the yeah the cup spirit almost here. Treat it like a like a free hit. Let's have a good game plan. Hope for some luck. Hope for some star performers or a bit of both, and just try and frustrate the crowd. Which I think I think Wednesday fans can and will get a little bit a little bit frustrated. Um, not necessarily moany, but just a little bit frustrated if, if Cambridge start well. So most likely a comfortable home win, but let's see what happens. I've laid Sheffield Wednesday at 1.4. Your mind's pretty boring in terms of price. I couldn't really find any of the, the, the shorties that I wanted to take on. Um, so <clears throat> I am laying, it's probably our biggest price lay uh, of the season, possibly. Um, I'm laying Wigan um, at 2.56. I laid the map um, to at home to Hull. Um it's fair to say, I mean, fixtures haven't really been ideal, um, but there's no denying that Colo Torres' start as Wigan manager hasn't been ideal. You know, we've certainly seen what he's trying to do, but there's been little evidence so far 
that it's going to be particularly successful. I think their their best spells and games have come um, when, well, their best spell came when they were behind against Sheffield United, um, where they looked kind of be- better in the second half. But, um, you know, all things told, it wasn't really enough. Um, and it's mainly Hull, who, who I think are just under Liam Rossini are um, so much improved in basically every facet of their of their game. They are a completely different side to the one we saw under Shotter Avaladze. Um, I think he will go down in my mind as one of the poorest managers we've seen in the championship since we've been doing this podcast. I have absolutely no idea what he what he offered in terms of um, tactical nous at all when he was at Hull um, with Rosinha. That is clearly not the case. Where we're seeing him adopt a, a more patient uh, possession based approach, um, which is yielding results. They're creating plenty of chances. It's not stale possession. Um, it's similar to what we saw under him at Derby. Earlier this season, they, they went to Birmingham and were really good value for their win uh, last night where they were the better team at 0-0. Uh, it looked like it wasn't going to happen for them before Estupinian um, popped up with a goal. His return to form is also a big positive. I, I think Hull are the better team in better form going into this one. Uh, Wigan with their home advantage, of course, but I'm I'm not entirely sure that matters too much. So, um, yeah, I think I think Hull should be favourites for this one. And they would have been my third on my list for the uh, nap next best. Uh, so at you know six to four ish so you're getting four to six about the lay um i'm taking on wigan mm, uh, my goals pick is it's a double and it's sunderland to score over 1.5 goals and millwall to score over 1.5 goals on the millwall side i'm completely stealing your idea i'm completely piggybacking on something that's made you some money in the last few weeks and of course, therefore, we can assume that uh, that I, I will ruin everything and the run will end. That run is Rotherham conceding lots of goals. Uh, they've conceded two or more in four straight games. Uh, that's what I'm backing here. Millwall over 1.5 goals. Uh, it's at 1.73. It's not a juicy price at all. But I just see this as a, a Millwall team that's a bit better at, at cutting loose at home. I know they drew 0-0 in midweek against Bristol City, but more generally, I do think uh, a more attacking style um, that Rowett's gone with, with the addition of, of those summer signings. Um, Vogelzam has been in really good form. Fleming looks class. Uh, and the 4-2-3-1 just, just makes me feel that Millwall are more of a goal threat at home than they would have been previously. And I do think that this Rotherham defence that is both playing poorly and missing key personnel uh, are going to struggle to keep them at bay. So Millwall over 1.5 goals is the first leg uh, and then uh, doubled it up with Sunderland over 1.5 goals. That's at 2.25 at 5-4. to four. Blackpool's defence, I just really don't rate it. Uh, I don't find it very convincing. And Sunderland have tons of firepower, even with Ellis Sims having been recalled by Everton, which is a great shame. Um, Ross Stewart, I'm sure, will we'll come back into the team here. Amad Diallo's in ridiculous form. And he's starting to link so beautifully, in particular with Patrick Roberts. And I don't believe that Blackpool will be able to keep them at bay for 90 minutes. So uh, Sunderland over two over 1.5 goals is 2.25. Millwall over 1.5 goals, 1.73. The double with the Betfair Sportsbook is 3.89. So just under three to one. That's my goals pick. What do you think my goals pick is? Millwall over 2.5? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> 13 to 5. Uh, again, Rotherham every single game at the moment, just shipping chances for fun. Huddersfield managed to put two past them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily buying into the, the Huddersfield uh, uptick in form. I think it was a, not a, you know, it was, it was a great result against Preston um, that was kind of living on the edge of a couple of moments of quality. Uh, you know, Jack Tony's assist, obviously, being one of them. Um, and then they came up against a side in, in Rotherham, who I think are just. Uh, you know, 
the job that Paul Warren did there gets better and better by the by the by the day. And I wonder, you know, Penny for Matt Taylor's thoughts. I don't think we can necessarily blame. I just think they're they're the worst squad in the league by by quite some distance. Mm. Um, and yeah, they you know even in games, you know, the the two all draw against Stoke was a decent result for them. But again, Stoke had loads of chances in the game. Um, we've seen Millwall recently against Watford hammer it down that they, they weren't convincing at all against Bristol City Bristol City put in one of their best performances um, in, in recent weeks to get a nil-nil draw there but I, I don't really see why Bradshaw Fleming um, why these guys won't enjoy themselves up against the most poorest defence in the league right now um, so you know it, I'm sure it will stop at some point this season or at least I hope for Rotherham fans sake it will otherwise they'll be relegated by at the end of February but until it does you know I'm, I'm going to keep riding this train so um yeah, Millwall over 2.5 goals at 13 to 5. My goal scorer pick is an attempt to recreate something that gave us quite a lot of fun a few days ago. That was the Christmas Trixie. We'll call this one the New Year Trixie. And it's a bit tricky because one of the legs I know is going to be Declan Drysdale of Newport County to score any time against Crawley Town. But because Newport and Crawley both played last night uh, and because we're recording this pretty early the next morning, the goal scorer markets aren't up anywhere. So I cannot tell you the exact price, but as someone who studies centre-back goal scorer bets every single round of fixtures, I'm confident that Drysdale uh, over the last few weeks has represented pretty good value and that now uh, I can't see why the bookies ratings would have uh, for him would have changed loads because he hasn't scored for the last few weeks. But I really believe that he's going to get a chance against Crawley because Newport create tons from set plays around half an expected goal a game for, from set pieces <laughs> alone in the last couple of weeks and months. Um, Crawley are an absolute embarrassment at the moment. Uh, they played Stevenage last night and Stevenage's centre back, big Carl Pidge, Pierre Gianni scored a brace. Piergiani and Sweeney had seven shots between them. They've binned off a few of their senior players as well. So they're just a, a young, inexperienced, bad and quite small and weak team right now, Crawley. And I expect Newport to make the most of that. So Drysdale is a big lad and I think he's going to get his head on a few things here. So Drysdale's the first pick in the selection anytime. Uh, Matthew Pennington of Shrewsbury is the next one. Fleetwood's underlying numbers in terms of defending corners are not good. Matthew Pennington, the biggest threat for Shrews in my eyes. He's 10 to 1 anytime to score. And then Will Collar at 4 to 1 for Stockport. Why would I stop backing a guy playing like this for a team like this, getting tons of opportunities? Um, four shots on target against Crew last, uh, well, on Boxing Day. <laughs> Uh, two in midweek against Walsall without scoring. No reason to to stop backing him when he's going to be priced up. Well, four to one here. It was seven to two last time out. Um, yeah, Will Collar is the the third part of the Trixie. So, Will Collar four to one. Matthew Pennington ten to one. Declan Drysdale question mark. But I'm hoping for you know nice double <laughs> figures, maybe in the teens. Bit of a weird one. Can't confirm the exact price of this Trixie, but the New Year Trixie is set. And we'll get those prices soon. Uh, George, what's your pick? Uh, Oxford versus Exeter is where I'm going. Um, and kind of looking for a game that I think will have loads of goals in it, basically. And Exeter at the moment under a new manager are a team who who look to be, you know, have quite chaotic games at times. We saw the ridiculous 4-3 game against Bristol Rovers where they went 2-0 up, were pegged back to 3-2 and then uh, went and won the game 4-3. Um, but that isn't the only time, you know, Oxford and Exeter have played twice this season already. Uh, in those once in the FA Cup, which finished four-one to Oxford, once uh, in the um, in the league as well, which finished four-two to Oxford at Exeter. 
So six goals in the uh, in the away game, five goals in the home game. Um, Extra have also played. Um, they had a four-two trip to uh, Plymouth Argyle. They've had a three-two game against Port Vale in the FA Cup. A three-two game against uh, Peterborough. You know, I think if you want to find a game to, to bet goals in, this is probably the one. Uh, I watched Oxford's game against Charlton, where Oxford were, were, were come to be the better side. But when Charlton had about fifteen minutes of, of getting back into it early in the second half, they created loads. They had a, a big opportunity to make it two-two. Um, so yeah, I think this should be a fairly open game and Sam Nombe is the man I'm going for at 11 to four. Scored a couple of goals against Bristol Rovers. He is, if you look at the list of, of top scorers in league one this season, he is the only one who isn't kind of massively overperforming his XG. Um, you know, I think he scored nine, his expected goals is about nine. Uh, he's got, I think he's got nine non-penalty goals, 10 goals in total, uh, which is bang on. He is averaging kind of 0.4 uh, expected goals per 90. I think it's actually just a bit more than that. So he basically shouldn't be 11-4 to 4 in any game, really. And up against an Oxford side, who I think, um, as I say, will be fairly open. Uh, it should be an open affair. I think I think 11-4 for him to score is definitely value. So that's mm. where I am going. Lovely. Well, those are the picks for New Year's Day for the 2nd of January. Uh, get in touch with us at NTT20Pod. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have found anything that you consider to be great value and of interest. It's always good to hear from you. We've had an unbelievable few weeks on the NTT20 betting squad. It's been such good fun on there. Um, but most importantly, there's been some really good information shared and some from very nice priced winners as well. So if you fancy being a part of a, a community that is dedicated to sifting through the EFL slate in every which way and trying to find value, then you can join the NTT20 squad. There is a separate betting channel. You can join uh, for two weeks with a free trial uh, before paying a monthly fee. After that, the link to join it is in the description and it'd be good to see you on there. My nap is Plymouth Argyle at 1.5 at home to MK Dons. Next best, Tranmere at 2.3. I've laid Sheffield Wednesday at home to Cambridge at 1.4. My goals double, Sunderland over 1.5 goals and Millwall over 1.5 goals is 3.89 with the Betfair Sportsbook. And the New Year Trixie is Declan Drysdale anytime, Matthew Pennington anytime for Shrewsbury uh, and Will Collar anytime for Stockport County. George, your bets, please. Tranmere is my nap to go and beat Crew away from home, uh, 13 to 10. Uh, Stockport, uh, my next best uh, even money at Grimsby, laying Wigan at home to Hull, over two and a half Millwall goals at 13 to 5 at home to Rotherham, and Sam Nombe to score any time for Exeter at Oxford United. Love it. Massive thanks to Betfair for supporting this podcast throughout 2022. We go again in a couple of days. We've got a pod coming out on the 2nd. After the 3 p.m.'s finish, not long after that, hopefully you'll have a podcast recapping the New Year's Day and 2nd of Jan fixtures. We'll also be talking a lot about EFL 21 Under 21. Really exciting week for George and I coming up. Our show for Sky Sports, EFL 21 Under 21, is being filmed and then goes out on Friday the 6th. That's less than a week away. 21 players, 21 and under in the EFL that you need to know about 6 p.m., on the 6th, on Sky Sports. Thank you so much for your support and your ears throughout 2022. It's been an amazing year for us on the pod and we absolutely love doing what we do and uh, hopefully providing a couple of hours worth of content every week that uh, helps you follow along these leagues. A huge thanks to you uh, for all your support this year. From George and myself, we'll chat again in a couple of days. Happy New Year and go well.